0: then you can be seated. We had a wonderful first service today, expecting nothing short of that in this second service. Of course, all of us during this time of the year have to answer the question why we believe and why we celebrate uh, the birth. Every believer faces that question every year during this time. Did the Son of God come as a human? Was He born of a virgin? Did He live a sinless life? Did He die for sinners so that all who believe might have eternal life? Is this story a creation of a human imagination because we need it to be true? Or is it true and therefore we need to believe it? And that's what we've been looking at over these last three weeks or two weeks, and we're going to conclude it today. We've been looking at six witnesses who speak and testify to why. I'm getting some feedback up here, not sure where that's coming from. Getting some feedback out of these monitors. Uh, came to speak and testify to why the Son of God came into the world. The witnesses are Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, and the writer of Hebrews. And so we've been looking at six reasons. The first one was he came to give uh, his life as a ransom for many six reasons why we need to believe. Number two, uh, he came to call sinners to repentance. Number three, he came to give true vision to the morally blind. Number four, he came uh, to bring division. We talked about that on last week in the first service. We didn't get to the message in this service. How many of y'all went back and listened to it? All right, five people. All right, you'll get it today anyway. Pick up with number five. He came to save from divine condemnation. Go with me to John chapter 3. He came to save from divine condemnation. John chapter 3, and let's begin reading at verse 16. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. So right away he's telling you by purpose he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. What does this word condemn mean? It literally means to judge to punish, to avenge, to sentence, or to damn. God did not send his son to condemn your life. And I want to really lift your heart today. I don't care how much wrong you've done. I don't care how bad it is. He didn't send his son to condemn you. Come on, somebody ought to accept that freedom here today. And so if he didn't send his son to condemn you, then don't you let anybody on this earth condemn you. He said, I did not send my son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Or sozo. And that word sozo there in the Greek literally means to preserve. I love this one right here. It means to heal. It means to deliver. It means to cause to do well It means to make whole. So if it's condemnation, if it's judgment, if it's separation, if it's some form of sentencing, someone's not speaking to you, it did not come from God. If it came from God, then it was sent to heal you, to deliver you, to cause your life to be made whole, The word whole means nothing broken, nothing missing. Every aspect of your life is in place the way God created it to be. Come on, God came to give you a full, complete, and whole life. That is his will for you. said, that's why I sent my son, never to condemn, but always to save. And so if you need to be delivered, Christ came to deliver you. If you need to be healed... Christ came to heal you. If your life is not going well, Christ came to cause your life to go well. And all you have to do is receive the gift of his son. He said, I did not come to condemn. I sent my son to save. Now listen very carefully to verse 18. He said, he who believes in him is not condemned. So I need you to understand that, that there is therefore now, No condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, you should never feel condemned. I don't care who left you. I don't care who talked about you. I don't care who doesn't want to be a part of your circle. I don't care what it is. If it's condemnation and you are in Christ, it did not come from him. Because there's no condemnation in Christ. He loves you unconditionally. And if the whole world leaves you, you still have more than what you need with Christ Jesus. So it said, He who believes in him is not condemned. Listen very carefully. But he who does not believe is condemned already. So that person is already judged. They're already sentenced, right? What I want you to see is God did. That person did it to themselves when they chose not to believe. And so God condemns no one and nobody. When a person is feeling condemned, it's because there was a choice made to not believe what he made you in Christ Jesus. Come on, put a big hug around yourself right now and say, God, say, God, thank you for loving me unconditionally. Listen to me. I don't care how bad you messed up. God will never condemn you. That's never his method for saving you. Prove that, Pastor. He said in his word that it's his goodness that leads men to repentance. He's never going to use condemnation to draw you back to himself. He's going to use goodness. He's going to bless your life. He's going to send someone into your life to encourage your life. And he's going to woo you back to himself because he loves you. Somebody thank God for the love of God today. Come on, somebody ought to thank God for the love of God. It never condemns, right? But the person who believes is never condemned, but the one who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Watch this, verse 19, and this is the condemnation That light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. Let's keep going. Verse 20. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. Single person, unmarried person, I've got news for you. If you are in Christ, Every person that leaves you is not a bad thing. Amen. Come on, sometimes your light is just shining so bright, and their deeds are becoming more. Their deeds are becoming more clear. They can't stay in this situation any longer because the light is repelling the darkness. Yes. Folks, I've got good news for you. And if you are in Christ and your family members and your friends decide that they don't want to continue in a relationship with you, that is not always a bad thing. Hello! Sometimes your light is shining so bright that it is exposing dark deeds. Verse 20, For everyone practicing evil hates the light, And as a result of that, they will not come to the light. See, God sent me here today to shine light into your heart today. And you have a choice. I want you to listen. Let's keep reading. Lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light. That his deeds may be clearly seen. That they have been done in God. See, Satan is the one that tries to move you away from the light. God sent me today to bring you back to the light. Remember, God will never condemn you. That's not his method. That's not his way. Condemnation comes when we choose not to believe. And so that's a choice. Either I believe in Christ or I choose not to believe. I'm declaring that every person in here that's on the fence with that today will make a choice to believe in Jesus' name. I take authority over every dark deed over every evil work over anything that did not come from God I take authority over it right now I break its power I break its stronghold over your life now and you see the light so God sent his son to save us from condemnation and wrath so the need for salvation implies then listen very carefully that there is a danger we need to be saved from. And so he came to save us from something, which literally means that if we'll get in him, then whatever is trying to destroy us will no longer have any ability or power to do that. As long as I am in Christ, then every weapon formed or every weapon formed against me cannot prosper. As long as I am in Christ, then the whole world can come against me and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. As long as I am in Christ, they can plot, they can scheme, they can lie. Come on somebody, they can do all kind of stuff, but if the Lord is on my side, then what can man do unto me? Come on, somebody. I'm talking about a good God that came to save us from a life of destruction if we'll continue to go towards that light. He sent him to save us from something. And you must know he has enough power and ability and grace to keep you. I want to announce to somebody today if God can't keep you, you can't be kept. So the danger then is sin and death and the devil. So anything that's, that's destructive, how I many you know, it did not come from God. Yes. Anything evil did not come from God. The devil is a very bad, evil person, spirit. You put a D in the front of evil and it'll spell devil. But I've got good news for you. God is a very good God. And you put one more O in between that G and that D, and you'll see that God is good. And so if it's good, it came from God. If it's evil, it came from the devil. And he came to save you from that. So Christmas, the coming of Jesus, is God's way of being with us if we believe. Let's be reminded, if we believe, we are not condemned. But if we don't believe, then we are condemned already, which means we are sentenced, we are judged, which means destruction has free will in the life of a person who does not believe. Only thing that holds that back is a life that is in Christ Jesus. And light always propels darkness. If I turned off all the lights in this room and just turned on one light, That light will dispel darkness and all of our eyes would rivet to that light. Folks, that light is Jesus Christ. Wise people follow that light for the rest of their lives. Number six, he came to give us eternal life. I'm so glad I received it. Anybody else in here glad you received eternal life? I'm telling you, if I don't get anything else, if I, never, if I never was married, if I never had children, there's nothing greater he can give me than eternal life. I don't know why people get so upset and sad about what's not there. Listen, everything you need is there to produce all the stuff that's not there. If you'll just shift your focus. Hallelujah. Somebody thank God for the gift of eternal life. Come on, be sincere about it too. Thank God for the gift of eternal life. Go with me to John chapter 10. Let's come on down the home stretch. I told you I wouldn't keep you long today. John chapter 10, I'm reading out of the Amplified. And I'm going to let Jesus interpret this parable for himself. A lot of different meanings for this parable, but if you actually read it, he interprets it for himself. John chapter 10, verse 1, Amplified says, I assure you, I most solemnly say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other, from some other place on the stone wall, that one is a thief and a robber. Referring to Satan. Not just Satan, but also the people that Satan uses. Stay with me. Verse 2, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The protector and provider. The doorkeeper opens the gate for this man and the sheep hear his voice and pay attention to it. And knowing that they listen, he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out to pasture. Two things he's saying here. Did you know that God knows your name? I know it would be wonderful if Bill Gates knew your name or, or the president, maybe or maybe, I don't know. If the president knew your name, I don't know which side of that you might be on. But we love our president. We love the office that he sits in and we pray for him every single day. Even if we don't agree what he, what he does, praying for him in that office brings peace into our lives. And so if you want peace in your life, regardless of what he does or what he does not do, still pray for him. Pray for men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, not so that they can live a quiet and peaceable life, so that we can live a quiet and peaceable life. Don't put your mouth on any authority, natural or spiritual. Pray for them. You're bringing peace into your life. Say he knows my name, name. but that's not all he said. He said, my sheep know my voice. See, he says, I know your name, but my sheep know my voice. See, that's a relationship. See, if you get to know a person, not only do you know their name, but you recognize their voice. Whether I was in my wife's presence or not, if I heard her voice, I'd know that was my wife. I have a relationship with Kevin. We go all the way back to high school. Whether I was in the room with Kevin or not, if Kevin called me, usually he's going to say this, hey, big dog, because we played high school basketball. I know that's Kev, right? And he can call me that because we've been friends long before I was pastor. And shame on me if I ever corrected him and said, don't call me big dog, call me pastor. You know what I just said to him? We don't have a relationship because you got to deal with me by titles. When he knew me before I was saved. See how titles can mess people up sometimes? We go play ball. We go hoop. We don't use no titles. Because we're friends. Hello. Hello. If you saw me in the hallway and you said, hey, Brother Joel, I'm not getting ready to say, wait a minute. (laughs) Do you know who in the office that I no I'm not doing any of that I'm going to answer you and respond to you because guess what brother Joel my name is higher than pastor Joel my name represents my- George we have a relationship right whether I'm in the room or not if George hears my voice he know that's me right? so does he know your name but more importantly do you know his voice and do you hear him speaking to you today Let's keep reading. So he says, I'm the protector and provider. The doorkeeper opens the gate for this man and the sheep hear his voice and they pay attention to it. And him knowing that they listen, he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out to pasture, provision, spiritual security. When he has brought all of his own sheep outside, he walks on ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice and they recognize his call. They will never follow a stranger but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. So then clearly strangers will lead you away from God. Come on, somebody. Jesus will always lead you back to God. Let's keep reading here. Verse 6, Jesus used this figure of speech with them because they did not understand what he was talking about. So Jesus said again, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, I am the door for the sheep that leads to life. Folks, I don't care what anybody else tells you. They're higher power. They're higher authority. We are all worshiping God. There are many ways to the Father. There is not many ways to the Father. There is only one way, and his name is not Harry Krishna. His name is not Mohammed. Come on, somebody. His name is not Buddha. His name is Jesus. And the only way we can get to the Father is through Jesus. He said, I am the door for the sheep that leads to life. All who came before me as false messiahs and self-appointed leaders are thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not hear them listen to me man listen to me woman listen to me boy listen to me girl listen to me wherever you're at in life if someone came into your life and they took you away from jesus god did not send them into your life the thief and the robber sent false messiahs false prophets if they drew you away from god male female boy Girl, grown man, young man, I don't care who it is. Boss, if they took you away from God, God did not send them into your life. The evil one sent them into your life. They are false prophets, false messiahs. Never listen to them. Do I have any true sheep in this building today? Anyone who comes into your life and you see your relationship with God shrinking, he did not send them. You want to go to church less. You don't want to pray more. Come on, sorry. You're now getting caught up in sin. God didn't put that person in your life. And he sent me today to call you back to the light. And so you have a choice today to believe. And if you'll believe, You'll never be condemned. And I don't care how much wrong you've done. All he's going to do is bring you back to himself, clean you all up, treat you as though sin never happened in your life, and give you everything that you always dreamed about having. But if you choose not to believe today, then your life is condemned already. And that's your choice. Thank God for free will. But I'm declaring everyone in this room today will make the right decision. Come on, I need some strength behind that. I I need believers supporting that. Come on, I need believers supporting that right now. I'm declaring everyone in this room today will make the right choice and come back to the light or come to the light. He said, I am the sheep or the shepherd. I am the door for the sheep leading to life. All who came before me are false messiahs, self appointed leaders, thieves, and robbers, but the true sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever and will go in and out freely and find pasture, spiritual security, peace, wholeness, joy, love. The thief comes only in order but to steal kill and destroy listen to me folks if anything is being killed if anything is being destroyed it did not come from God it's not who he is and he's not using destruction to teach you a lesson I get so tired of people standing up talking about this happened to me because God is trying to get my attention. He will never use killing a loved one to get your attention. He will never use you losing your job to get your attention. He will never put sickness. Why would he send his son to heal you and then use sickness to draw you? Come on, it doesn't make sense. That's a stranger's voice and true sheep will not follow that. That's all he will bring, Satan. It's destruction and death. You got to know, folks, if it keeps following you, I'm in the wrong camp. Come on, somebody. If I lived in South Carolina and I moved to Atlanta, or I lived in North Carolina and I moved to Atlanta, and I was in South Carolina, North Carolina, and everything was just. Breaking down in my life. A house burnt up. Come on, somebody bought a car, got in an accident, moved to Atlanta, right? As soon as I got here, nothing worked out in Atlanta. Car got in Atlanta, blew up. How many know it's something on that person? If all that person is seeing is destruction. Look what Jesus said. He said, but I am come that they might have and enjoy life. See, he came so that you couldn't just, you know, you want to enjoy life. I mean, no, you want to go on vacation and not think about excursions. Somebody will catch that in a moment. Last thing you want to do is be on vacation and can't enjoy it. Amen, amen. We, we, we we can't we can go on jet skiing today. We're just going to sit on the beach. But we want to go jet skiing. But we're just going to sit there and watch other people. How many of you know that's great to be on vacation? But He sent you on vacation to enjoy the vacation. Oh, God forbid that we went in debt to go on vacation. Amen. We can't enjoy it because we know the bill is showing up in 30 days. The life He came to give you is a life that paid for the vacation before you left on it. Come on, somebody, I need five believers in here to just agree with what you're hearing right now. Come on, he, he, he said, I came that you might have and enjoy life, not destroy life, and not only have it and enjoy it, but have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Folks, even if you don't want abundance for yourself, Want abundance for somebody else. And I'm not just talking about money. How about an abundance of love that just exudes out of you, that everyone who comes around you experiences the love of God? Come on, how about an abundance of joy that people that are sad and down and in the dumps, every time they come around you, their spirits just get uplifted? Come on, how about an abundance of peace where, where a person was in turmoil and anxiety and depressed? As soon as they got around you, that spirit just lifted off of you. Offer them because there was so much peace in you that it spilled out over on you. But how about more money than what you need? So that when people are around you, just like that family, hundreds of miles away, can just wake up one morning, write a check for $10,000, send it through the mail, and say, Bless some families that are in need. See, people that can do that have more than what they need. Come on, they're living a life that they're enjoying, and they're enjoying that life to the full till it overflows. They They take that overflow and they think about who's not doing well right now and who can I bless and they give it to them that's the kind of life that God came to give you and so the choice is yours today let's all stand to our feet the choice is yours today Will you believe in Jesus and receive the gift of life? That choice is all yours. He came to ransom his life for many. Folks, he came to die a horrible life and pay a debt, to die a horrible death and pay a debt that none of us could ever pay. I don't know about you all, but I'm glad he paid the ransom for my sin. Come on, anybody else in here glad he paid the ransom for your sin? He came so that sinners could be called back through repentance. Folks, all of us have messed up at one point or another. But I thank God he gave me a pathway through the word of God. There's no temptation taking you, but such as common to man. But God will, with the temptation, provide a way of escape. That way of escape is through his word. All we've got to do is repent, renew our mind, and we walk right out of this situation. He'll never condemn us. I'm, I'm so glad for that gift. Number three we've talked about. He came to give sight to the morally blind. I don't know about you folks, but I remember when I just sinned because I didn't know what else to do. And I layer sin. Uh, Next weekend, how can we do it at a higher level? Come on, anybody here know what I'm talking about? Come on, how can we take our sin to the next level? Oh, I'm the only one. I guess I'm the only one. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? You know why we did that? Because we were morally blind. And I'm so glad that one day that light came in and opened up my eyes. Come on, somebody. And I, and I realized I, had, I didn't have to live like that no more. I don't have to drink alcohol. I don't have to go to clubs. Come on, I, have to, I don't have to sleep with people I'm not married to. Come on, I can be free from that when your eyes get open. That's why he came. And I thank God that he came to bring division. There will always be times in our lives when our family members and friends and those are close to us don't love Jesus the way that we do. And we are put in a position where we have to make a decision. Christ or our family? Choose Christ every time. You never know if that's the stand that's going to draw that person back. Or to him. I thank God I can honestly tell you when I took that stand, it alienated me from my family. But they watched me over an extended period of time and they saw me get the best jobs, they saw all this good happening to me, and eventually, one by one, all of my immediate family gave their lives to Christ. If you have to choose Christ and then the last one is he came to give eternal life every head bowed every eye closed in prayer and so if you choose to believe today you can live a life without any condemnation scripture told us today but if you choose not to believe then you are condemned already He used me today to shine a whole lot of light in this service. And men who love that light will be drawn to it, men and women. But men who hate that light will be driven further away from it, the scripture told us, because their deeds are evil. And so while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, what a wonderful gift to give to give to yourself this Christmas, which is the gift of Jesus Christ coming into your heart. So if you don't know him today, I want to give you a chance to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, my deeds, my actions, things that I've been doing, I've been listening to the wrong people. I got involved with the wrong person, and it just drew me further away from God. But I know God sent me back here today. He shined enough light on my situation that I want to come back to Christ. I want to give my heart back to him today. If that's you, I want to pray with and for you. There's no condemnation in this room. You're among family members and friends who love you unconditionally. And then finally, if you don't have a church home, but you believe God has led you to linked up church and you want to join this church today, my wife and I and the staff will pray for you every single day of our lives. And every time you come in this building, The goal is to make sure that you hear the Word of God and the Word of God only. So while people are searching their hearts all around this room, I gave three invitations. The first was to give your life to Christ. Second was to come back to Christ. Third was to join Linked Up Church. If you want prayer on any one of those three invitations, I want to pray for you, but I only know that you desire that prayer by the lifting up of your hand. So if you would, right where you're standing right now, you want prayer would you shoot your hand straight up in the air lift it up keep it up as high as you possibly can God bless you ma'am God bless you ma'am God bless you sir God bless you sir God bless you sir thank you for your bravery God bless you young man God bless you ma'am see this hand right over here praise God you can put your hands down I know God is dealing with other people around this room today I know you thought you were gonna come in here a gentle Christmas message about the birth of a baby I know you didn't realize that you were gonna be challenged in your spirit today, but that was the message that God wanted you to hear. Don't walk out of here today without making a quality decision. Remember, if you don't make a decision, you still made a decision. And so if you didn't raise your hand that first time, but in your heart, spirit of God convicted you and you know you should have, would you go in and shoot your hand up right now? Come on, lift it up. You're not saved, but you want to be. You're saved. God bless you.